Welcome to the Hub Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome to the Hub Podcast. I'm your host, Janie Passer. With me is Courtney Briggs, and we don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> we're going rogue. Be a lot of touching the mic audio. We just didn't want to be enclosed to the studio today. We just wanted to be free. We wanted to roam. We wanted to bring you into the chaos of the kitchen. This is chaotic. Chaos of the kitchen. We're just going to be switching mics and running around and <laughs> cutting shit. That's going to be a huge part of the audio. It's just like, yeah, you're just going to hear cutting. But we are making uh, one of our faves, one of our favorite dinners, one of my favorite dinners that we do. Yeah. Homemade pizza with homemade sourdough crust. Yep. Yep. So it's been kind of a process all day. That's kind of why we're doing this, kind of why we're doing the podcast here because we needed to do one and, but we also needed to tend to sourdough and everything else in between. So, so we're going to talk, talk fitness, talk life, and maybe even walk you through the recipe. Like we could do a yeah. full shebang podcast and recipe video yeah one. we're just we're just doing whatever the we're hell doing we it want all. we have no limits no limits this might be the best one yet though it's probably the most fun looking one most random first of all these reusable bags i feel like i talked about it in one of my vlogs i definitely did um these are awesome if you are at a grocery store that which i'm assuming all grocery stores do this but there was one grocery store that went into california where it was like every little thing you had to put in a plastic bag and it's like oh you're trying to be you know more conscious and get whole foods and like not frozen vegetables and then you just wrap all this healthy stuff in plastic yeah and it just seems super wasteful um so we got these bags at trader joe's i'm sure you could get them you could probably order them too there's probably different variations of them but they're just like string bags that you can put fruit and veggies and keep them in your fridge like this or just go get them from the grocery like that yeah it's just like regular like reusable grocery bags it's just reusable produce bags you can yeah you can find them on amazon you can this one's gonna be this is gonna be a noisy episode for sure it's like being in a real kitchen though yeah true a lot going on I'm in charge of the sauce. I'm always in charge of the sauce. It's pretty much the only thing that I am in charge of when we do pizza. I don't know. We both do kind of everything, don't you think? I don't help with the dough at all, no. Well, not with the dough, but... Yep, we're doing... So we're doing a margarita pizza. Just regular tomato tomato sauce, basil, and then like globs of cheese. We don't have mozzarella. That's usually what it is, but we have like a... What is it? Like a white cheddar. I think it's like a I think it's like a white cheddar. And then the other I pizza thought it was like a like a like a jack cheese like something a little bit. I don't know. We'll, Maybe not. Whatever. We'll find out. Um but then the other one that we're gonna do is just kind of a hodgepodge of random stuff. We're gonna do um we're gonna do a tomato sauce on that one too, right? That ground yes. turkey, um green olives and banana peppers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then a like a uh, two different cheeses, right? Sharp cheddar, and then whatever that yes. other. The white, white, and yeah. Orange. 
So with the with the crust or the kiss. sourdough, it's just like baking, like doing the sourdough bread recipe that is also on our hub recipe videos. You do the same process, but instead of baking it as a loaf of bread, you just spread it out into a pizza crust and then make a pizza out of it. So it's still a little bit longer of a process, but it's like it's the healthier version and it's I, I don't, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. I prefer, and it's not even just because, like, okay, taste, taste wise, I don't think you can really tell a difference. So it's like, it doesn't taste healthier. I think sometimes when you make things that are on the healthier side, you're like, well, this tastes healthy though. It, it doesn't taste any different, but the texture and the the density is so much more light. I love it. It it still gives you that like dense bread, carby satiating vibe but i don't know i like the the sourdough way better than like if we've just gotten like you know like the what is it called like the fast acting yeast and did it that way or like the the pre-rained crust at the store like i like this way better it feels lighter i think it tastes better um and then for the sauce i mix it up every time just like what i want to put in there sometimes i go like heavy garlic or sometimes I'll put a little bit of basil in there and let that cook down if I'm really crazy I'll do like just like put whole tomatoes in a little bit of water and boil them for maybe 30 to 40 minutes and then strain the water and kind of like break it down and put um all the other stuff in there but I've been cooking tomatoes just like cut up like this like into fours just on like sauteed them for like breakfast and stuff. And I feel like it makes them so sweet and I've been loving that. And I like sweet, um, to, uh, like pizza sauces. So I'm going to try that for this and see if it works. And I haven't really figured out the ratio of how many tomatoes I need. I feel like it's generally four to six for two pizzas. So it depends on if you like it more saucy or not, I guess. But Yeah, and then I'm just getting the ground turkey going. I just regular ground turkey in the pan, and then I'm going to season it with ground cumin for a little bit more. I think ground turkey is usually just so bland that yeah. I like to put a little bit of something on it because it's just, yeah, it's just so bland and boring. Even when it's on like a pizza or it's in a rice bowl or something, like I usually always season it because it's, it is. It's just bland. Yeah. Most of the ground meats seem to be. I don't know. The ground beef that we've been getting from the butcher box, I I think that is actually very flavorful. Mm. Like sometimes I'll forget to season it and I'll put it in like a rice bowl or something. And um, like I can taste when I'm like having like a bite of it. I can taste when I have meat in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just always think it's bland. Mm. I like to give it something. Okay. Tomatoes cut. Yeah, and we got some kombucha from the grocery store. Kombucha babies. Kombucha babies. <laughs> a little fun drink. That's what this podcast is. It's always a fun drink. Well, I've been feeling just like kind of weird lately, like stomach-wise and digestion. I feel like you have been too. And... I notice when I'm not, like, that's something I should get more on the work weekends is just, like, get a kombucha to drink. 
I always feel like that is such a like burst in what my body probably is needing that I don't know I feel like I don't use those to like drink them every day or maybe you could or you should but I don't know to me it's like a good like okay I'm not really getting a lot of what my body probably needs this is a good like crazy boost in that direction that's what apple cider vinegar is for me sure when I take a shot of that or do that that's what it's like it it does actually really help my digestion yeah so if you are worrying about it or something is feeling weird just get some apple cider vinegar and I think it, what does it say? Serving size is like a tablespoon or something. Just take a tablespoon of it a day and that usually cures things up for me. So, and there's just so many different health benefits with it. Oh, They're just yeah. all over the place with apple cider vinegar. That's just like one of the many. Yeah. Well, and if you don't, if you like don't really, well, if you <laughs> don't want to just do the shot of it with water, um, yeah. and you want to dilute it a little bit, you could mix it with like a glass of water. Or if you actually don't mind the taste of it, I sometimes like to do it in like a tea where I'll put, we have a juicer, so you could like juice ginger, juice lemon, and then mix it with apple cider vinegar and put it in like hot water, like a tea. Um, or you could just cut up ginger, cut up lemon, put apple cider vinegar in there, maybe like a turmeric or something. Um, and you could do it like as a tea, like an everyday tea, like as a good, like start of your morning cleanse. It's just like a super easy and cheap thing. I think that you could start implementing into your, whether it's like once a week or twice a week. I know a lot of people use it to, um, like, it's just a good, it's like antiseptic or anti, it's like good for like cleansing and cleaning. And um, people sometimes use it for like hair treatment. Like if you once a month like scrub your scalp with it to just kind of like get all the extra gunk off or like sometimes i'll just like put it over my face but like a even ratio of water to apple cider vinegar because sometimes they do talk about how it like messes with your ph balance um but it's good as just like a deep cleanse not only internally but topically yeah you use it for i've always used apple cider vinegar a lot you use it in your hair on your face yeah What's that? Yeah, I want you. Yeah, hopefully this works too. We're going to try to get like close-up shots and have it be somewhat mobile and it's just the chaos podcast. It's everything. Chaos in the kitchen. That's what it's called. Chaos in the kitchen. It's hectic. That's the series, Chaos in the Kitchen. But yeah, we usually like it's 6:17 right now that dough should be ready in about 10 minutes or so to start forming and whatnot it's it's really just like whenever we get all this stuff made now um so that we can put the tomato sauce on it and the cheese and the ground turkey and all that type of stuff so basically just preparing everything and um yeah i mean it's like it it's all gonna go back in the oven anyways so that's why i just cook the ground turkey right away and then it can sit there and it'll get warmed back up so it's not a big deal, but I would definitely cook the ground turkey before putting it on the pizza in the oven. I wouldn't put it on there raw because that that could not that could not end up well. What else is going on? I think on I'm today? gonna do the sauce really simple. I normally do like garlic in it right away. I think I'm just gonna do like tomatoes and when it's done like a little bit of salt, basil. Oh, really? No garlic? 
I don't think so. I think I just want it to be like really tomatoey. Do you want onion on the um, ground turkey one? Or do you think what we have is fine? What are we doing? No, I think um, it's fine. Green olive, ground turkey. No, I think it's good. No? Okay. Um, so you're doing that. I could probably cut up green olives, huh? Here, you could use my cutting board. This is also so early for us to do dinner. Like, the fact that we're doing dinner when it's light out, it's pretty good. Where I do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to switch. <laughs> yeah, it's usually dark when we are. Jeez, how short are you? I got to clean. I feel like sitting on the counter is a lost joy <laughs> when you become an adult. I feel like that's something like when you're at friends' houses or you're at a, like a sleepover and it's late at night. Like I just like think I put myself back and like, oh, we're in their kitchen just like hanging out, but we're all tired. So we're like sitting on the counter or sitting on the ground or whatever. Maybe zero people can relate to that, but um, yeah. What now? I have been loving working out with a warm out. I feel like we talked about this in the last podcast. Like I am such a different person when it's nice out and sunny and it's consistently warm and I can go outside. I don't feel like I have to like bundle up or, you know, I don't know. Even for growing up in the Midwest, I feel like (laughs) I was not made for cold. So when it does get warm out, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what I need. This is what makes me happy and fulfills me. And then because we have a garage gym, like it sucks when you have to work out and it's freezing out or you can't open the garage like you're in the darkness because you don't want the wind to come in. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks when it gets really hot though too. Yeah, that's true. Like when it's... 90 degrees out when we have to work out in the garage there's no yeah that was AC bad out there that was we really just, bad we just have a fan like yeah that was bad that's pretty rough also maybe no one will remember this because maybe no one was watching the podcast at this time or it's the same three people watching the podcast the during like one of our christmas episodes when i was talking about our um stovetop espresso maker well I burnt the handle off of it. Yeah, you you destroyed it. It literally, like, (laughs) I don't know if there was, like, the wires that were keeping it. And, like, there was, like, a bunch of frayed. It's not wires. What is it called? Frayed? It was, like, like, whatever. It was, like, metal attaching the wooden handle to the, like, (laughs) iron part of it. And it, like, burnt off. These aren't pitted. What? These aren't oh, pitted. Oh, so they're hard in the middle? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be added extra work. Cut around the outside. Yeah. Um, this is somehow your fault. I don't know how. But. So we got a new one. Yeah, I think. I think it's um, cute. I think my mom mentioned it that probably just like it ran out of water in the bottom. Oh, no, and I told you. I didn't what? even put water in it. I forgot. Oh. I No, like, I totally messed up. 
Like it was 100% my fault. It wasn't like, oh, it just got used so much and then it burned. It's like, no, how this works, probably can't see the camera so far away, but if you unscrew it, like you put the espresso. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool stuff. Do we use this already? I did. Oh, okay. I was like, um, there's literally grounds in here when you <laughs> when you bought it. Not full grounds, but I did this. Oh. I was like remnants of the grounds. I was like, um, this was used. <laughs> so what you do, and I'm gonna actually do a video, I think later on, of how to do colada because I did a like a rundown video and I never posted. I took it out of my vlog because it was too long. Um, but how you do it is you put like tightly, tightly packed espresso in this top part right here. And then water goes in there so that when you put it on top and you close it up, you're basically like the, the water, the boiling water, it steams up through the espresso. And it's like, if it's like sand, like if water like came bubbling through sand and it's like a thick, thick, thick espresso that comes out while well, I want some right now. Um, and then it comes like it almost looks like melted chocolate. That's how dense it is coming out of this top part. Well, when you don't have any water, it's literally just like burning espresso grounds with no steam to like make it turn into liquid. So it's like basically just like you're putting fire to the espresso grounds. Um, and it burnt the shit out of it. It made it so hot. And then this thing right here literally just like fell off. But we got a cute new one that will match our... Hopefully the decor colors that we're going to go with for our next place. So I'm pumped about it. Why do we always go to this color? I feel like we, I mean like the pots. <laughs> like I'm not even that huge of a fan of that color, but. I, I like it. I think I like the color. I don't know. It's, it is kind of funny how we always go to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's weird. This, this one is more of like a. A baby blue. Then I think those are more a little bit yeah, like that's a teal. True. We got to get new pots and pans. It, it's crazy like how people like that they, they redecorate all the time. Like we barely can do it like once when we move to a place. Like we barely take the time or the money to create that. Yeah, like I know people that like, oh, I just needed to mix it up. Like I got a new couch or like I need to mix it up. We went with like a completely different like a theme. So then they switch all their colors up. They switch the pillows. They switch the blankets. They switch the, like the what's on the walls. Yeah, I just, I don't care enough. Unless it's like a utility, like it's like a pot in a pan where you use it yeah. and stuff. Um, and that starts to go bad or whatever it is. Like I just don't really, I don't really care about decorations or, but that's probably kind of like a male to female thing. I don't ever even think about that. Like, the walls could be bare, and I wouldn't even notice. Sure. When you mix that, will you mix up my tomatoes too, please? Yeah. Who won last night? That game that I fell asleep on? Who won? The Gonzaga did. Holy crap. I, if anybody, that game was so intense. And maybe I just, like, I don't watch basketball enough. Because that, that seemed like, like, it was like, they scored. They ran down. They scored. They ran down. They scored. They were, and it was like fast paced. It was fast. Or I was like, oh my gosh, they, they have to score. And then they did. And it's like, okay, well now they have to score. Like it became, and then like the first time that they didn't, 
I was like, oh, this isn't a movie. Like they're they're not making this up as they go. <laughs> yeah, that's what's crazy when it, you know, it does get to that, where it's like, it's a, it's almost like this is better than a movie. This is you can't you can't yeah. make this up type of thing. Yeah. Like that's how this whole tournament has been this year though with March Madness. Is it's like every game is like a nail biter and comes down to the last ten seconds, and it's it's been like this all year yeah. or all tournament. But yeah, uh, the one guy in Gonzaga was awesome. Timmy. Timmy, something Timmy. And his parents watched it. Like the dad was being such a dad. Yeah. Like he would like the whole the whole time. Every time they like did a pan shot to him, he was just like this. Yeah. Like it, but it wasn't in a like, like a negative like oh the dad's always disappointed kind of way. It was just like. It was just composed. It was, yeah, it was like there was no cheering. There was no like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Or like, oh no, he missed it. It was just like, yep, I'm watching a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a really good game. You should have seen the um, post-game like, interview with that Timmy guy. They asked him like what what he said to the guys in the locker room or coming out of the locker room at halftime. Yeah. And... Uh, he was like trying to explain it and it was so like he was censoring himself because you you could sure. he'd be like i was gonna you know i said like we gotta play really hard you know it's <laughs> like you could totally tell it's it's it was hilarious <laughs> we gotta all come together well yeah especially in those moments like okay this is gonna sound really really bad but because I, I, I know that, like, you're not supposed to be censored. Actually, I don't want to say it. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I just was going to sound, like, so mean. And, like, okay, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this isn't me. Maybe it's just a person. Like, <laughs> but, like, I know you're like, just supposed to be so in it and feel those moments. But, like, there is nothing more unattractive than to see boys like get hyped <laughs> i don't know that's i know that's me but like you're so mean like anytime a guy says like or screams like let's go yeah i can't you're so mean i know i don't you, you literally hate tom brady then that's like his thing well, because he made it up, so that's fine. He didn't make it up. He made it up. No. Definitely didn't make it up. I don't know, but when they just, like, say crazy stuff or when they're... <laughs> Never mind. I'm just gonna... I knew I should have said it. I knew I shouldn't have said it. Let me guess. You don't... It sounds like you're saying you don't like when people are passionate. Just guys. <laughs> and it's not passionate. It's, like... It's literally only in that context. What is so unattractive about it? It's It's like when you hear like boys talking to each other and it's like, "Bro, bro, oh my god, bro." It's like that kind of of like, "Are you do you are you actually saying this because you want to say this or because 
in this moment you feel like this would be something you should say or you think would be cool to say or like I don't know and I've never been in that well, moment maybe, so I guess I don't know maybe some people but I think you can somewhat feel the authenticity a lot of the time maybe maybe some people you know it's like yeah they're just that, that happens a lot people are just saying stuff because they think that that's what they're supposed to say at that time or that moment like there's a lot of just like uh unoriginality i guess is the words maybe um which that's like that's what's so hard about doing this sometimes is like you you've watched so many podcasts or so many youtube videos or whatever that you start to like especially going through and editing it you start to notice like Oh, I said that because I've seen other people say that on here. You know, it's like starting a video with like, it's your boy Chaney Pastor here. You know, it's like that, like literally every other person has said that on YouTube before. So it's like you just kind of see yourself do these mannerisms and I don't know, you hate it. So you try not to do it. But I think there's sometimes that there's sometimes, though, where it's like, you know, you take somebody like Tom Brady, like he goes to the crowd and yells, let's go like every single game. But that's just like his thing. That's what he does. That's what pumps him up. That's what, you know, the crowd cheering and getting into it pumps him up. So it's like, there's something authentic and original about that, even though like everybody else says it too, or does that too. But it's like, he can actually, you know, he like feels it and you can see that he feels it to where I think there's a lot of people that, you know, it's like, they're maybe just standing on the sidelines yelling it or I don't know. There's just a, you just got to sense it, the authenticity of it. But I don't know. I think you just don't like people who are passionate. No, because if a girl did that, I literally would not think twice about it. For some, for some reason, it's just like when guys are super pumped about I don't know. And it's not even like pumped. Like I like when they're excited. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to explain. I don't know. I mean, I kind of get it, but it's it just, also to just me, like, it's like, it feels so phony and I don't like when people are just like, Oh, you're trying so hard right now. And maybe that's what it just feels like. It like the author, it doesn't feel authentic. It just feels like, oh, you're trying to be like every other bro right now. Which maybe I should be more compassionate towards that. That you're like you don't feel like you can just be whatever. Well, sometimes I mean you think about it. Like they don't know how else to be. You know, it's like us starting this this channel and stuff. It's like you just kind of not thinking about it, are doing or saying or acting or you know, even creating videos or whatever that everybody else has done before. And it's like, you don't know any other way to act. So it's like when you see, you know, you watch the NFL and you see the way that they do things and they approach things and you see like those players, what their social media looks like. And it's like, well, I want to be an NFL football player. So you just naturally start doing those things. You know, it's whether you do them on the field or, you do them in the pregame or postgame when you're talking to your teammates or your social media is just all workout videos and you're doing ladder drills in the sand and stuff. It's like, you don't know how else to be. Sure. So you just start mimicking in a way. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I suppose. It's it's challenging. Like it's, I don't know. It's just like anything. It's hard to find your voice when you're first starting out. It's hard to not emulate somebody else. Sure. Because well, that's what I like, and that's what kind of gets me pumped up, or that's what me gets me to like. Those are the podcasts that I watch, so I want to be like mm-hmm. that and do that. But then you realize like it maybe doesn't feel right or feels unauthentic or yeah, and that's probably what other people are seeing then. Is it's like oh, you're uncomfortable. I can sense that. I can see that. And may, You're yeah. insecure. I can see that. And maybe that's what I'm feeling. So then I'm like getting weird about it because like that makes me feel unsafe. Like, oh, you don't feel safe and secure. Now I feel unsafe. Yeah. It's, and, and maybe that's probably why like I don't feel that with girls. I just feel that with guys. Because with a girl, I'm like, it's okay that you're being insecure or don't feel unsafe. Like you don't need to be that for me to where like any guy, I'm just like, oh, you feel uncomfortable and weird and uh, like... Hmm. how am I supposed to follow you that's funny that it's like uh like it's a certain gender almost or it's like a like you have that with males but not females yeah maybe it's like it's even that little bit is like the um what's the word I'm looking for (laughs) um is it there not biological. What's the other word that's close to that? Like when it talks about like, because it used to be that way. Hereditary? No. no. Oh my gosh. Like I am bred to feel like men should protect me and like they should know what's going on. So then in like even a moment like that where they're like, celebrating it's like oh you feel uncomfortable and weird and you're saying things to like either be cool or to sound cool or to sound like someone else that feels uncomfortable for me and it feels like they're not able to like protect me because in that moment (laughs) they feel scared and insecure so then I feel weird and scared (laughs) sure well I think naturally like people are always kind of trying to pick mates you know it's like the it's the ape mentality, I guess. That's like you're you're constantly analyzing and picking mates. It's just this complex now to where it's like, yeah, you see that. You see a male being insecure or see somebody being insecure. Well, specifically males. And your thought is like, well, I can't then be with that person or mate with that person because they're insecure and they're weak. So they can't protect me and whatever. It's like when Whitney Cummings talks about like how like she saw one of her boyfriends trip. And she's like, I lost it. Like, I could not look at him the same. I don't think I'm that, I'm not like that with that specifics. But like, I think certain things like that, (laughs) you just like pick up on that as like, that wasn't just you tripping. Like, you couldn't handle walking. So what are you insufficient at? Or like. Well, but that's a good conversation because then it's like, okay, there's people (laughs) that view you the same way. There's people that see things that you do and think the same thing. So it's like, are you going to be judgmental and you know not compassionate or not patient with people then you have to expect that people can then treat you the same way they don't have to be patient with you they don't have to be compassionate with you they can judge you as much as they want because it's like if somebody trips and now you can't be with them anymore that's not necessarily like oh this person can't protect me that's just you're a bad person no that i know and that's so true and it's not like i wouldn't be able to see past that like I would, I've definitely been able to see past that and like go just like, no, this is weird, but it's, it's like my brain knows how to reconfigure that and go like, 
No, they're just excited and they're they won a game. Yeah, it's important to them. And that's and I think that's part of like they chose to respond in that way to where I can like go like, no, it's okay. I still find that attractive. Or like they could still protect me. They're still a boy. But it's I'm just talking about like the initial response that I my brain signals or my yeah, body yeah, gets yeah. is like Whoa. Yeah, oh, I get ugh. that. I think we all have that. Like we all think weird thoughts or we all Yeah, we all do that. It's just then can you correct it to be a mature person about it? You know? Yes. And I yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like you with Foursquare. Just kidding. I was awesome <laughs> was at Foursquare. <laughs> that was honestly one of the times where I was like, oh my gosh, we're the same. Not the same in like a, oh, I would do that. But like when you came in with the printed out rules of Foursquare, I was like, wow, he cares about something so ridiculous. That's awesome. Like he's so passionate about it just because it's like athletic and physical that like, it's like, no, I understand we're just in gym playing Foursquare, but like we're going to be legit about it. Well, and there you go. That That's a perfect example. Everybody else probably would not. They would think that is stupid or silly or annoying or whatever. Every other female, I should say. But there's just something about me to you. So that's why it connected. Sure. But then when you that make happens your... too. It's like, oh, it, there, I mean, there's, there's another perfect example. So the story with Whitney Cummings and the guy trips, that just wasn't going to work. If you sure. can't handle yes. him tripping, yes. that just wasn't going to work. And it's probably good to listen to that voice and maybe move on. But then you still have to analyze and calculate like, okay, am I being a bad person? Or is, right. was this just a representation of like, yeah, this probably isn't going to go anywhere. Sure. Towards like somebody playing four square and being, you know, competitive about it in gym class and writing rules and stuff yeah. and whatever. It's like that shouldn't be, that's a reason not to be with somebody probably. <laughs> You know, at least to sure. most to most females, it's like this. This is ridiculous. This is so weird. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't. Yeah. So it's like, it's also just it's also just a feeling, and dependent on the people and the person. Sure. And those are like the two extremes of, oh, this is so silly and weird, and you like that, and then this is so silly and weird, and like this is enough for you to break up with somebody. But that's where it's like, there's just right. un- unwritten rules about it. Right. Yeah, because there's, there's definitely been the same moments where like you do something like that and I'm like, oh, it's a weird feeling. But then like you can still break it down and go like, okay, it's just I'm feeling that because of whatever. I get uncomfortable when men get excited. I get uncomfortable when, you know, whatever. That I can break it down to like, okay, no. It's not that I don't find him attractive. He was just doing something in that moment. Yeah. Just like anything else. Ready to do this? Yeah. Do I leave my station? My talking station? We can't both be over there. Um, How about you get well, it I'm out? I'm going to knock the dough out and spread it out and stuff. Yeah, and probably mm-hmm. should start this, don't you think? Because what yeah. else do we need? We have the ground turkey done. We have. We just need the cheese, Cheese-o. the basil. The sauce is done. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start the oven. Ooh. Please tell me we have more basil. Yeah, we do. Um, I think it'd be good to get a shot of that. 
sanitary to do while we're cooking, but I'm taking my hair out. Because it hurts. I wish, this is like one of those, ow. Wow. I feel like there's so many feelings that like, I won't be able, like I would never experience because I'm not a boy. And then same thing, like reverse, because you're not a girl. This is one of those feelings that you will never feel. The pain, if you're a girl, you will 100% know what I'm talking about. The pain of when you take your hair out of like a, a tight bun or a ponytail. Your scalp is just like screaming. That's good. Because you're, you're like, almost like you're, um, that probably is totally cutting me off. But, um, that's probably, <laughs> like your, what is it called? Like your roots have been like in one position for so long and then they like are settling. Oh my gosh. Also, so gross brushing my hair. Uh, thank you. Um, I thought it was easy breezy lemon squeezy. It was good. I just I feel like when seriously like when it's warm out, it's just uh, it's good. I don't I um dry scooping the pre workout. I didn't realize that it had that big of a difference. I felt it way more, really? way more. Like that one that we took, it never. Like makes me like the itch, and it was itching. So, it was my ears were itching, my face was itching, and like I could tell, like it was way more blast. These honestly probably would have not been good, like, um, like bread loaves of bread because of how because of how puffy they are and they're how airy they are oh that it probably yeah. would have been super holy and gotcha speaking of holy i wouldn't want to spend the money on it but like justin bieber is one of those people like there's a lot of videos that have been like getting posted because he's back on tour so like all of his you know live Videos are being posted by people or by him. He is one of those people where it's literally a different experience hearing him live. Like his voice is not matched like on the recording. It's way better live. Way, way better. And he just like, I don't know. Like I feel like you can hear the. How oh, I wanted to say the soul, but that sounded really dorky. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It just like it. You're me like, oh my gosh. To where like on a song, like you can you can feel that I guess, but I don't know. Like every time I hear him live, I'm like, oh, what's even happening? He's so good. Like you forget how talented he is. I think hearing him like recorded. To where it's like, oh Maybe. shit, I forgot you can sing. Maybe you you also have a liking for him though. Like obsessed that's, that's what that's what yeah, like that's true anything he would do oh anything he would do <laughs> that's like, you know he's another man to you oh my gosh yes <laughs> him tom holland that guy front and that one guy yeah. 
Mel Gibson. Even though it's like the most, like it's so the opposite of what like a typical, like what I would envision. Like when I think of like a man, I think of like big, strong, thick hands, big wrists to where like Justin Bieber is like the fragile. <laughs> yeah. Like he's so tiny, but he's also, I feel like he'd probably be very tall. He looks tall. With all the sound of that light sauce. Honestly, on a pizza, I would prefer more sauce, less cheese. You feel that way? I am the opposite. I don't like a ton of sauce. I don't like it when it's overly saucy. So then this would be good? Yeah, probably. It could use a little bit more just because it might not fill the whole. Like one them, tomato but... more? Yeah. It's hard to judge now. Because like these are always slightly a different size. And, like, tomato size makes a difference. How much, like, juice is in it makes a difference. <clears throat> if you are wanting a show and you like cooking, but you don't want to watch, like, the Food Network, those kinds of shows on Netflix, The Chef. But The sh- Chef show, not The Chef, because I think that's a separate movie with the same people based on kind of the same thing. It's so freaking good. Who's who is it? It's um Oh, it's really great. Um John Favreau is the um he's like the one of the directors, I think, and producers of a lot of the Marvel movies. Um he's happy in a lot of them. That's his name, not like <laughs> he's happy. He's happy. That's just what I noticed about people. <laughs> he's happy. Um Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. He was basically the creator of like the um <sighs> Something Cho, isn't it? No, I don't think it's David Cho. Um, he was like the creator of the food trucks, wasn't he? He was kind of the first one to do the food trucks. And, yes. And get those popular in L.A. and California. Um, and we can't really use our phone to look it up. But Put it in. Ugh. Don't make me do more. Don't make you do more. Look it up. Look it up. I hate when this happens on like listening to other people's podcasts. And it's like, it's this! I know the answer. Yeah. Okay, we need, um, do you want to do cheese first or toppings? Toppings. You said toppings. I think we should do light cheese. You said, he said, what do you think about the single leg deadlift? I say, I love, I like, I love straight leg deadlifts, regardless of whether it's single leg, double leg, holding whatever weight. Um, I don't know. It's one of those exercises that I can always feel no matter what. So it's just like that tried and true exercise where I can count on it. Because <laughs> sometimes with like squats or like certain other move, like bigger movements, I'm like, we'll see. Yeah. Like it depends on the day or it depends on like if I'm really paying attention to my form and if my form makes sense. Like squats just don't make sense to me. Um, And the same thing with deadlifts. Like I can feel it, but sometimes it depends on how I can manipulate it. And sometimes I'm just not in the pocket some days. But straight leg deadlifts, like you can do it lightweight. You can do it slow. You can do them really heavy. And they always work. I always, always, always feel them. Yeah, it's just like an isolation movement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's yeah, it's just so much more isolating than like squats or deadlifts or regular deadlifts. Um, 
it's kind of like it's almost like doing a leg curl or leg extension it's like it's just so like this is the only thing you're doing yeah it's maybe not that isolating but it's like you do you just feel it so much in your hamstring and like in the lower back too yeah in a good way in the lower back isn't that so weird you have to preface like you feel it in the lower back that's like you have to be like but it's a good it's a good thing it's like everybody has lower back problems or right you know that everybody's like well my lower back is really you know what it's like no it it, this is a good thing that's an interesting like fitness thing um, can i i feel like i should move that camera (laughs) maybe you don't care no one cares about seeing me it doesn't matter it that is something that i feel like we see a lot like with the back stuff or knees i feel like it's always the knees like that is something that i feel like people always say like oh my knees hurt when I do lunges, so I can't do them. Or my knees hurt when I do squats, so I can't do them. Or my, like, I feel like it's like with, um, we were just talking about this when you were correcting my form of chest press. Like, it's like people always feel it in their elbows or pinch of their shoulders or sometimes it's wrists, but most times it's like their elbows. And they'll go like, well, I need to adjust it or I need to do this instead or can I change my grip or can I change whatever or they'll down the weight or they just won't do them at all. And I feel like that is such a missed opportunity. It's like that should not be your first thing that you should go to. It should always, always, always be like, well, what's wrong with my form? Or how can I adjust it? Because you should never put limitations. Like really not many people should have limitations to where they can't do a certain exercise. It, the, the answer should be or the question to yourself should be like, how do I adjust and what do I need to work on to be able to do that exercise? Do you want to switch? Yeah, I I think the most common thing that happens is usually, you know, oh, this hurts when I do it, so I need to stop doing it. It's always like, I need to stop doing it, and can I do something else instead? When it really should be, okay, how do I solve this problem so that I don't have this issue anymore, but I can still continue to do it? It's like, you want to be able to do everything. That at least should be the motive or should be the... Um, I don't know, the dream, I guess. It's like, I want to be able to get up off off the ground when I'm 80 without having to grab onto stuff or like, oh, I can't sit on the ground. I won't be able to get back up. It's like, you don't want to have those ailments or I can't do lunges because it hurts my knees. I can't do, um, you know, whatever. I can't do overhead tricep extension because it hurts my elbow. It's like, okay, you have an ailment, so we need to fix the ailment, not just avoid it. Because when you avoid it, then you're going to, like you just, you can't do it. Like you can't do that exercise anymore. You're just going to continue to get rid of exercises over and over again. And then all of a sudden you're down to like, you can only do three different things. It's like, well, that's no fun. Then there really is no point towards like, usually can we do the globs for the margarita? No, I think just like cut it and you know, maybe just do like, cut it into like cubes but yeah it's the direction should go okay i need to learn how to figure this out or fix this so it doesn't hurt anymore and i get that that can be a tall task especially when you maybe don't know a lot to begin with or um it, it really it's really painful like there's a ton of people where you do you do lunges and it really hurts your knees. And, and I, I get it. I, it's not that I don't believe them. 
It, I totally believe you, but then it shouldn't be, let's not do these. It should be, okay, I either am really weak here and I'm having a lot of things compensate in order to do, in order to do this exercise. So I need to strengthen a lot of areas. Um, or it's a mobility issue. You're not mobile enough. So when you get into these ranges of motion, it hurts because your body's either not used to doing it. It doesn't have the strength in that range of motion to do it. So a natural response is pain. So it's going into those. That's typically the things that I'll go to. You got to get stronger in this area or you have to become more mobile. And a lot of the times it's, it's probably more mobile. It's, it's being stronger in those positions. Um, and that can start by lower the weight and see if that helps. That way you're still doing the exercise, but at a lower weight, so you can work on strengthening and then slowly increase, or it's, yeah, doing a lot of mobility stuff, do 90, 90, or, you know, do the W stretch and, and do a lot of, a lot of mobility work for those areas and putting yourself in these, what feels like to you uncomfortable or awkward situations to strengthen yourself so that you can then do the exercise. Well, I always think, think of, think of the, the chain of reaction, like your body is a link. So everything is connected. So even if you're like, well, I don't know why it's hurting. Think of, okay, well, what are the other attachment points? Like say if you're doing, um, yeah, say the chest press analogy, say you're doing chest press and your shoulder starts to hurt. Okay. Well, it might be something in the shoulder or it could potentially be something your elbow is a little bit off or your wrists, or if your elbow is kind of getting tweaked and feels a little bit painful. I feel like it's always in the same spot for people. I just had it, um, the other time. That's why I had you correct my form was a little bit like right in front here. And it's like, okay, well, I don't really feel like it's my elbow. Maybe it's my wrist. My wrist doesn't have the flexibility or the strength in this in this position. So now it's adding more strain and more pressure on weird parts of my elbow that it might not always be where you're feeling it. It could be like, where's the connection point? Or like people say all the time, like, oh, my knee hurts when I squat. Well, it might not be your actual knee that's causing the pain. It could be your hips are out of alignment or your hips are not, you know, where they should be or your ankles don't have the flexibility. So now it's putting extra pressure on your knees that that gives you a little bit more, um, insight on maybe where you can be maneuvering and where you can add mobility because it might just open some more opportunities, I guess, for fixing it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time it's, and it's, it's tough. Like I totally get that, you know, people, it's, it's easier to just like not not try to fix it and just to not do it and do something else. And it takes more effort to look into things and research and try to find a way to solve it. And that's just more effort. So I get it, but I don't know. I just, I'm one of those people that I think like your health and your wellness and your ability to move, that stuff is super important. It's what's literally going to help you live longer and live like a better life because you're not hurting all the time or you're not limited to what you can do because of pain or, you know, you simply just can't stretch that far type of thing. That's like, if you want those benefits of being able to have that and do that, it's like, you gotta, you gotta look up stuff. You gotta, you know, and, and, and listening to podcasts, listening to our podcast, listening to mind pump, listening to any other fitness health and fitness podcasts and taking what they say, trying it, applying it. Um, 
seeing if it works and you'll figure some stuff out just by doing that. So it's like, you really don't need a ton of effort. It's just a little bit more than what you're giving typically, but it's like, that's the, that little bit of effort is the difference between you not having pain during exercises or just everyday life or you having pain and can't do certain things and that just compounding and getting worse as you get older. You know, that's what, that's what does end up becoming, it it becomes a bigger problem. I think is the, is the point of it of like, okay, so your elbow hurts or your knee hurts a little bit now. Well, if you don't do what you can do to try to help that or fix that, it's just going to become worse. It's just going to get worse and worse. Like it's not, sometimes just rest and staying away from it. Like you might've just tweaked something cool, but if it's like a chronic pain all the time, that's not just going to go away. I am the guy she's talking about with the being too hyped. You will never be too hyped. You don't have it in you to be too hyped. It's not who you are. Whatever. (laughs) Do we want to do the olive oil? Yeah. On the edge? So this is this little, maybe everybody does this, this little secret that we got from the chef show. You do a little olive oil on the the crust, and then if you want to get real crazy, what do you, oh, just a little bit? Yeah. If you want to get real crazy, you put a little salt on. If you want to get real crazy afterwards. I typically get really crazy. This uh, non-margarita <laughs> one is going to be a dense in the middle one. Yeah. I think we should maybe spread it a little. Okay. <clears throat> That's going to be What do you think of the narrow chest press? Um, I have, I kind of forgot about doing them. Like I, I really liked it. I just wish we would do them more. I'm like, oh, this is like an exercise we could have been doing this whole time. Um, it was weird. I had to like do just the bar. It's crazy how when you have like no weight on there, how hard it is to balance. Like I've noticed that with squats too. Like the heavier the weight, I feel more composed because it's just like it's pressing my, like it's pressing everything into the ground. So there's not much teetering that I'm able to do because it's just like, leveling me that's something that i was gonna say too about the straight leg deadlift any single leg stuff like that where it's not just like your other foot is planted in the back or whatever like if you're like truly just single leg, the balance part of it is something that we miss out on so much and something that i think we should we should practice more people should practice more because they teaching the the silver sneakers classes before it's like that would literally be one of the exercises that we would just do is like okay everybody put two hands on the back of your chair now pick up one leg now take your right hand off hold it and just doing like one hand off was hard for people and then you have to do both hands and that like it's weird how just something simple like balancing it's like okay well you don't really need to use it's not like you're required to like stand on one leg all the time but it's even like transitioning 
up the stairs or walking like right to left. It's like that doesn't seem maybe like balancing when you're younger, but when you're older and it takes like that is a little bit why you start walking slower, why you can't run anymore is because that transition of weight is so difficult. I hope that looks cool, cutting those stuff in there. Yeah. Or can we set? I don't know. Just set it wherever. You can set it over there or over here. Somewhere out of the way. Okay, now we clean up. Clean up. Clean. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, we don't utilize, and maybe they do, and I just, like, don't remember, like, how we don't utilize songs more with teaching children like they click to it so much because of that's how like their brain functions at that age like well and maybe maybe adults do too like i feel like we remember lyrics for or like jingles easier than we do like actual facts sometimes but if we like hear it in a song we'll remember like the 50 nifty united states song it's like even now i could still sing it (laughs) yeah but yeah. yeah, like anything I put into a song in my classes, they will remember. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what that is. It, I is mean, this more fun, maybe? Well, like when I, things are more fun or you're interested in them, they're, it's way easier to learn. Well, I also, um, when I was doing a lot of research on like the Montessori schooling, it, it's also like at a certain age, like the way that your brain connect like the part of your brain that is more developed is the part that like also can translate music i probably sound very stupid talking about it but like it's like they know how to put creativity to things at a young age they don't know how to like they, like, they don't know how to read. So, like, when we get older, we can go, like, we uh, even somewhat, like, we can somewhat visualize, like, okay, this was the direction it would look like this. To where the analytical part of their brain isn't totally developed or even, like, rarely developed to where the thing that they can, like, understand songs or understand melodies and music and that, that is, like, develops quicker at a younger age. I wonder why that is. Do you think it's because like those are the tools that we use is like, that's how you, you know, that's kind of how you are doing a lot of stuff in the beginning, or it's just like they're naturally learning sounds and noises and having to put that together, you know, like even as, as they're learning to talk, right. It's like, they're seeing your mouth move and make this noise. And then they're having to relate to like what that even means. Right. You know, yeah. that like, maybe that is just part of that brain that they you know yeah that's one of the first things that they learn how to do is like talk and walk so it's like they're learning how to you know well and i feel like kids like they they want to be more creative they want to live in more of a whimsical space that like that's another reason why um it's not um it's a different kind of schooling called waldorf it's like a another like both of the 
<clears throat> Waldorf isn't Harry Potter, is it? No, Waldorf is, um, <laughs> that's even more funny. Waldorf is Gossip Girl. That's <laughs> what you remember that, though. Um, but between Montessori and Waldorf, they were both educators from, like, I think, like, one was from Sweden and one was from somewhere else. Um, but it was from, like, you know, hundreds of years ago where they created the schooling system and we just carried on with it. But two, they're very opposite. One is nothing is imaginative. Nothing you do, like you don't have anything that isn't real. All of the things are like all of their toys are things that are something you would make with wood that you make. It's all very practical things. They don't even like have books that have fairy tales or like they wouldn't have books that have like unicorns or princesses in them because those aren't in real life. To where Waldorf is the exact... They're not? <laughs> I had a friend one time in third grade. No, fourth grade. Where she still believed in Santa and her parents did not tell her. And our, and like our friend group knew about it that she didn't. And the, our teacher who was just, you know, she was doing her best. She... This was fourth grade? Yeah. She said something like, it's like when you guys found out that Santa wasn't real. And we were all just like, <gasps> and I remember she like turned around in her desk and looked at us and we were all just like, oh my gosh, this is the worst way to find out. <laughs> you all were like, what? We didn't know either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not Just not wanting her to feel bad. It's like a betrayal. Um, But then... The Waldorf style of teaching is like everything is an imaginative thing. Yeah. Montessori, oh, sorry. Montessori is nothing is made up. So Montessori is everything is real. Waldorf is everything is an imagined, like, like they learn how to do things through either song or through story. And it's like, like, okay. so like an example of like if they were learning how to like letters, like, instead of how, and what we do, where we just, like, sit on a piece of paper and, like, write the letter a bunch of times. Like, the repetitive yeah. nature of how we do schooling of, like, practice, 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 like, flashcards or writing yeah. down the word a bunch of times. They will do, like, the teacher will memorize a story and, like, on the, the blackboard will, like, color a picture as she's telling the story and there'll be characters and everything and then it'll be like all with different color and blah, blah, blah. And then say it's like a prince was going through this enchanted forest. So she's drawing the prince and drawing the enchanted forest on the blackboard. And then at the end, the like route, say they were learning the letter R, the route that they were, the route that the prince took in the enchanted forest would like be in the shape of an R. So then like uh, they have something visual to connect with which I feel like is huge for kids. Like when you can create a visual or when you can create a like something more whimsical, like they remember it better. Like when I do like formations in class, like it's not just like, okay, go to the thing that like looks like a V. Like it has to be like, like I'm doing a, <clears throat> like a Ninja Turtle theme dance this year. So like their beginning formation, most of the time I like I let them decide what it's called, but like, that's like our ninja circle. Yeah. So it's so just like do the 
begin information like do the circle it's like it's a ninja circle or like I sang a song in my younger kids class to like when we go transition to like the mats where they're going to go across the floor like I call them waiting mats and then we do a whole song while we sing it to transition to the waiting mat yeah I it's so hard because it's like I get I get both sides of it you know, it's like they, they probably do learn better and learn quicker by it being more imaginative because that's where their brain is and that's where it's more intriguing. It's more fun. Like it's it's harder to get a kid to do what you want them to do versus an adult because like the kid is imaginative and they want to do something mm-hmm. fun. And if it's not fun, it's like they're bored and they're going to, yeah you know, go away and do something else. But there's also the flip side of the coin of like, okay, and then when you become an adult and you're in the workforce or even even just in school, like you go to high school or college, it is like, it doesn't matter if it's fun. doesn't matter if it's imaginative. This is work. Yeah. You have to do it this way. So it's like, are they not learning that kind of tool of like, no, you Life just... Life is rough. <laughs> yeah. You just got to do, you just got to do what you're told to do sometimes or you just got to do it, you know, to get it done. It can't be this... Yeah whimsical imaginative story to everything to keep you intrigued it's like not everything is intriguing and that's a lot of life is like you can't just do stuff that's intriguing to you all the time you kind of have to do stuff that's right boring or not fun or can we transition change mic so i can sit up there oh yeah i keep you young but that's actually something like there's probably more of a debate on and where like why I would still be questioning like, well, what, what I want my kids to experience or, you know, cause like I like the imaginative part. I don't like that in, <clears throat> sorry, like the Montessori approach where it's all like, no, nothing is fake. Nothing is make-believe. Like, we don't want you to believe in unicorns because they're not real. So we don't want you to... Or, like, Santa. Like, they don't do Santa because they don't want them to believe in something that they can't always believe in. But I don't know. I think that could be a that could be a point of, like, well, what happens when it's not whimsical or whatever? But then also, like, why can't you just create that? Like, I feel like I want to make my life very whimsical all the time. And I try to do my best to do that. But I think what they instill in kids and what they teach is it's not just like, oh, the material is always fun and we're going to do it in a fun way. But it's like learning is fun. Like they teach them how to learn and they teach them the joy of learning so that even if it's like to most of us, we're like, well, we're not, we don't care. It's like, they do find an interest in just like, well, it's something new that I get to learn about. And even if it's something that I don't know, like I don't really care about, I know how to, I, like I know my learning style. I know how to approach the situation. I feel like a lot of us that didn't get that, we don't know how to learn or yeah, appreciate that, learning. That part I feel like is dependent on the person and just how they, <clears throat> how they think and how. Yes. Because like, you know, you could still still have that kid that has, you know, has gone through, what is it, Waldorf? Yeah. And has learned that way. And then they get to the boring way of learning. And it's like, they're not thinking like, oh, I know how I learn and that this would be better to do it this way for me. But they're like, this is boring. 
This is yeah. boring. I don't, why is this so boring? I can't, I can't learn. This is boring. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't think they're smart enough a lot of the time or, or you don't really realize it until maybe you're older and you look, can look back at it and go, Oh yeah, maybe I am a better learner this way. You're just so caught up in the, like, you know, having to go class to class and do your homework and do this and do that. And you're just like, oh, this sucks and it's boring. This isn't fun. I don't know if they're like, I know I, that I learned this way, so I'm going to do it this way. And maybe maybe they're not conscious of it, but both the Waldorf and the Montessori, like, you, like, they don't have just, like, you sit down in a class and you're all learning the same thing. Like, you might group up into, like, oh, you guys like learning more visually, so you're going to go into that group and you're going to learn math with this teacher. Like, there's, like, five teachers in every classroom for both of those schools. So that like no matter what your interest of the way that you learn, you have someone to kind of guide it. But you're also a lot of on your own to where all of the and they call it like a rotation, like all of the material in the classroom, all of like when you're younger, all the toys in the classroom, all of the fun material are based on things that you would be learning at that age group or at that level. So that like everything that you explore and you um, play with, blah, blah, blah is kind of focused on what your development is at and what would interest you so that you explore it more and you learn more. And that's what's kind of, that's what I thought was interesting when I like watched a bunch of like interviews or vlogs of kids that like went through the whole school system or like kind of went back to public school and then back to there and they're adults now is like the, the subjects that they were learning were way more advanced than what we ever got in regular school. Cause they were able to like get to that because the kids actually gave a shit or like mm. they just, they can excel much quicker. Yeah. And, and I think my thought about it is more so when those, when those kids that have gone through like Montessori or Waldorf, they have to go to a public school or they, they go to college. Like yeah. those systems are set up for them when they're younger, but at a certain point, and it may be depending on like the district or where they live of how far they can do that school for, mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to have to transition into, you know, high school and it's done that way. Yeah. That they, they're probably not developed enough yet to think like, oh, I know that I learn best this way and do that. It's like, they're a, they're a 13 year old kid and they just, all they think is like, this is boring. School used to be fun. This is boring now. And and it could, it could depend on like, maybe it was just the the groups of kids that I was listening to, but there was a kid that he went from the Waldorf school and then back to public school because the heat, like it's also a private school. Like it's expensive to go to like the Waldorf or Mm -hmm. Montessori. So he went back to public school and he was like, I still did fine because I knew how I studied. I knew how I like could obtain material and. Like they were, and they was like, it's also the material that we were learning was way, like stuff that I was doing two or three years ago in the Waldorf school that like just, he went to like a sophomore in high school and they started learning that when they were like sixth and seventh grade. So like he knew still how he yeah, processed and, things. And, and I guess that's one. Right. You know, I, my, right. my guess would be that most <clears throat> kids don't have that thought process. Sure. Yeah. That, potentially. That would be my, that would be. I don't know, I guess where I would put my money on to where then it's like, oh, well, this, this stinks. Like, you don't know, like, this isn't your fault. And it's also just like, it's great up until, but 
our systems are just not set up that way. You know, public, public school, if you have to go to high school with the, like a regular high school, it's not set up that way. College is not set up that way. Yeah. Um, the workforce is not set up that way. Like it would be great. And this is always the argument is it's like, okay, the data is amazing. Montessori school does really well. Waldorf does really well. And these kids do really well. But the system, when we get older, is not set up to continue to learn and operate and do that. That's always that's always the thing that I go back to or that I tend to argue is like, okay, so we're teaching them to be this way, and that's great, and it works really well, but they still have to go into the regular workforce that is, you know, it's... It's not like you can just follow whatever you want to do and and do it at your own pace. And, well, I don't really feel like doing orders today. I'm going to do this other thing. It's like, well, no, I'm your boss. You're going to do orders. This is what your job is and what we need you to do. And then what? You know? It's just like you're learning great skills, but they may not apply to when you get older. See, and that's where I don't know. I don't know if they do. They they. They could just as like, they might not work just as much as regular public school doesn't work for some kids. Like there's also some kids where I'm like, no, the structure of how we do regular school or how we went to school of like routine and it's repetitive and you just, you learn, you read a textbook and you take notes and that's how you remember it. Some people's brains, that's probably works great for them. For me, not the case, but I think the biggest like theme in both of the schools of Waldorf or the Montessori is it's. It, the main focus is independence. Like they focus on independent learning. So that same thing when you get older, like it's like the whole thing of like they make their own snack. They make their own, like they clean up after themselves. They make their own toys. It's all like teaching them also life skills that I feel like as adults, when we get to adults that we're so bogged down by of like, oh, mm-hmm. we also have to like clean and take care of ourselves and cook and work and do it like it's stuff that you've done your whole life. So you don't really notice them as added things as an adult. Um, there are, I mean, we do have the data to back up and this is again, just going off of numbers. We don't know how these kids feel, but like there are plenty of studies to back up. Like they do exceptional when they transition into a college, like when they take like the SAT or they take all any of those tests, like they are way more advanced typically than coming out of a regular, just normal maybe not pre-prep like just a normal high school but how do they feel emotionally and like do they feel like they struggle with that do they the transition into like working is that hard i don't know yeah and and, because like their test scores are awesome yeah yeah i don't know and then it's just like i i don't get and and maybe it's because of kind of what I'm saying is like the system system is just set up that way, but it's like, okay, so why isn't everybody doing this then? Why isn't everybody adopting this? If, if this is so successful and it does so well, why isn't everybody doing it? Because it's weird. And it's also, it's not public. Like you have to pay for that kind of school. It's like a private school. And that's just what I don't get is like, take away the public, private paying for whatever. It's like, if if you're looking at the data and this type of learning and even teaching is more efficient and does better, why are we not doing that everywhere? It can't be, it can't be that difficult to like a lot of teachers are just handed a curriculum anyways. Right. So why can't we just have them do 
a seminar or learn a curriculum to do it this way? Um, my guess is just it, it's probably to money. Like we don't have the funding to be able to like maintain schools like that. It's like what I said, like they have five teachers to a room to where we can shove 26 kids into a math class with one teacher or like, you know, like a fourth grade class, you can keep that same class and then they transition to something else to where it's like the five teachers, they keep the same kids for like three years, I think, or sometimes it's five years to where it's like you'd have such limit. That's why you have to pay for it because like it's limited. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I just, I get that everything kind of comes back to money. It's and it's al- not mainstream it, either. It, it always ends up being money about money, but it's like efficiency is going to make you more money. The country is going to do better if we're more mm. efficient. It's like, so I don't think people see that though, when it comes to like kids in school. Well, I just, and I, I guess I don't get why it's like, you know, how many, how many figures of power or, you know, people that are, I don't know, trying to, do better or make better always talk about like it's the youth it's about the youth we need to make sure that they're getting a good education and yada 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 it's like you're literally giving them the shittiest form of education like you said you're sticking sticking 30 kids into a classroom with one teacher and you're wondering why it's not working and and you're having the same base curriculum like probably state by state Mm -hmm. to where then you have these couple spots of montessori school waldorf that Mm -hmm. maybe do better these kids are learning better, learning faster, retaining information better. Why are we not just switching the curriculum and doing this then? And it's, I get it. It comes back to money probably. It's because it's, you can't hire five teachers, blah, blah, blah. It's like when people do better, everybody does better. Like a rising tide yeah, raises all ships type of thing. It's like, so you need five teachers in a classroom to do 30 <laughs> kids. It's like, so hire five teachers. <laughs> I, like, I, it, it, to me, it, to me, this is like money's not really real anyways. We just, we just print more all the time anyways. Sure. Inflation goes up and whatever, but it's like, we just print more money anyways. So it's really not a thing. It's not really backed by gold anymore. It's not, it's like, it's not really even real. So why is it such an issue to, you know, put a couple more numbers in a bank account and have these teachers actually do like, then the youth becomes more efficient. They become, they're smarter, faster, better. They learn more throughout their life. They can then help and give back to the community more. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, this is the, it would be the obvious, it would be the obvious direction to go. But it always comes back to well funding and money and blah. It's like it's money. Doing? It also takes more effort. It's it's like what our whole freaking podcast is about. Like the information is there, the data is there, the numbers are there. We know lifting weights makes you feel better, look better, live longer. But people don't want to do it. They still want to hop on that freaking treadmill. It's the same thing with this kind of school. Like we just keep shoving more kids into a class. It's like my cousin, like she said, you have like 40 kids in our class. Yeah. Like, we start 
putting more kids in the class, but we don't add the teachers because kids are constantly being born <laughs> and we're keeping more like the, the population of schools now is going crazy, but you can't just keep like teachers already feel like they're underpaid. We can't add, they're not going to add more. And it's the mainstream thing of like the Waldorf, like that's still so niche and it's weird. And it's like hippie kids go there because they play outside and play in the woods and make their own toys. And it's just, it, it will be very hard to convince a lot of mainstream Americans to transfer into that type of learning because they're going like, well, I didn't have that. I don't understand it. Just put them in math. I don't understand. I didn't have that. Like, and that's what I just don't get. It's like, how, why? I don't know. Why be so closed minded? It's like if the, the research is there, if the data is there, the, you know, real person testimonials are there. It's like, why wouldn't you go in this direction? And I get it. It's because of money. It's too expensive or whatever. And it's weird. And it might be weird, but it's like, I don't know. Well, and also there's a lot of argument of like, well, we want our kids But that's what I'm to- saying. It's weird. It's like, be more open-minded. Yeah. Who gives a, who gives a shit if it's weird? Does it work? Yeah. 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 That's all you need. I feel like there's also some pushback too of like, well, kids should be kids, which I agree with to a certain standpoint, but also like kids love to feel independent. Kids love to have their own autonomy. That's pretty much what you're teaching them to do. Like, cause you can also have, you can also bring these styles into parenting. Like that's what I watch a lot of is like parenting videos of how to bring that into the home front. That is a lot of that of like, have them have a little kitchen set that they can do their own dishes. They can cut up their own food. They can make their own snacks. They can like do their own, like put laundry some other way or whatever. Yeah. Obviously you're not gonna have them like run, <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> maybe once they get, you know, consciously old enough. But again, I feel like that's a way younger age than most of us would think that they like that. They're not, you're not taking their childhood away. You're giving them freedom and things to do on their own that they don't feel like they need you for. And then when they get older and when they have to start doing it anyways, it's not this like, Oh my gosh, now I have chores or like I'm an adult and I have to do dishes. What? Like that takes away my fun. It's like, well, you've been managing doing this since you were three years old. What's like, what is, what is every, what is every like, you know, one, two year old girl do. They want the doll. With mm-hmm. the, the you know yep. the carrier and all that yep. like they the want the diaper take, bag and the food yeah, in the bottle they love it they want to take care of something like yeah that's just it's just like natural they want to they want to be in charge of their own thing they want to be able to manage mm-hmm. things they see that you're doing that they yeah. want to do that and be like you or mm-hmm. they think that this is how life works that it's like yeah I don't think it's taking their the the part I think is taking their childhood away is like. Santa's not real. Easter Bunny's not sure. real. And, and there's no yes. unicorns. That t- like, I don't like that. Yes. I, I I think that stuff is... It, I think that I, limits your mind. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a creative aspect to all that that you may not... You may not work that muscle in your brain type of thing. Yeah. If you're not thinking outside of the box or thinking in a fantasy <laughs> world of maybe this could be possible and then you actually go try it and holy shit it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we come up with new technology exactly. and science and stuff anyways it's exactly through creativity and creativity like and, creating something that yeah. isn't real yeah it doesn't exactly. exist already to where and there's also like i mean that was it's like there's a way to do the santa thing in a good direction or positive direction it's like you can make it this is i think there's something burt kreischer talked about 
when his kids or the oldest one found out about Santa and that it wasn't real, Mm -hmm. it was kind of devastating. But then it was also like, yeah, but you get to be like in on the thing now. Mm -hmm. So like you can do all the fun stuff that the parents are doing yeah of like setting all the things up and making it exciting for the younger kids and like Mm -hmm. that is so much more fun yeah to me it's like halloween it's way more fun to be the person giving out candy and doing the scares and all that type of stuff than the person going getting going door to door it's like way more fun to set up outside and do all that stuff it's way more fun to be the one that's be the santa and and set everything up and and do all that it's like and, and that could be different from person to person, but I think there's a healthy way or a positive way to have that transition happen that I just, I don't know. I don't get the Montessori idea of like, I don't that's think not as, positive or that's not good. I don't think it's as traumatizing as people say. Like, I don't even remember when I like found out about Santa and I don't ever feel like it was like, oh, you lied to me. It, it's like as parents, yeah, you have to. There are certain things that like, you're not going to just tell them about drugs and murderers right away. It's like, so what's the difference? When they find out that's real, that's going to be a bummer. <laughs> it's like, there's no difference with Santa. It's like, at least let that be fun and exciting and magical. I think we put so much of our adult weirdness into that and fear of like, someone lied to me and that would hurt my feelings. Or like what I've heard of like, well, they should feel weird that a strange man is coming into their house uninvited and like through a chimney. I was like, kids aren't thinking of that. And and if a real like scary person came into their house, they would feel much different about that and would probably think that's weird versus Santa. Like, I don't think there is a correlation of like, well, if they let Santa in the house, they're going to let any man in the house. It's like, no, I don't think that's how it works. Wow, those look thick. That is a deep dish. Well, and that's why I think like you can, you can make up whatever narrative or scenario you want with that. It's just like you can with pretty much everything. It's like, or you're teaching your kid to trust you that when I say that this person coming into our house is okay, it's mm-hmm. okay. Well, and let them like figure like, it out. Like how like ma- beginning trust. It was how many years of like, hmm, is it? Is he real? Oh, and then yeah, you, that you, was always you can start to like use your own brain, use your own like detective skills of like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Or like, he goes around the world in one night. That seems crazy. That you can start to like break it down and use, <laughs> know, like, use logic, create logic. And then, yeah, it is. Like, uh, you think like that's going to traumatize what if your kids? Listening no, that it's going to be. No kids are watching this podcast. What if it wasn't a kid? Although, maybe Hayden. Will. I don't think Carly knows Santa's not real. <laughs> That's why he does a really good job with the kids. Keeping it real. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, we should put like a disclaimer. <laughs> I know. We're talking about Santa not being real. No, like, <laughs> okay, Santa topic over. Spoiler um, alert on the Santa talk. But it's like, it, that's not going to be what traumatizes your kids it's going to be something that you don't even know (laughs) it's like you're trying to control like that's yeah it's going to be something that you thought was actually helpful and good and that's going to be what traumatizes them right well when we brought this up before too it's like we talked to your dad about that the one time it's like what would you have done differently and it was stuff like you know been more 
on top of like school stuff and that's and it's like you could be fine without it yeah it's like it, whatever you think it is probably as a parent that ends oh, up not yes. being what the thing is yes you, and, and maybe it's because you put so much emphasis on it that it ended up being something else you right. know some some parents are so worried about like oh i didn't come from a lot of money so i need to make sure i go make a bunch of money and then it ends up the kids are upset or sad with their parent because they're, they're not working all the time they're never around they're working all the time and mm-hmm. the parents going well i'm making all this money this isn't what I had. I'm making all this money for you. Yeah. It's like, like I just want to see you every once in a yeah, while. <laughs> I want to I see you. You work 80 hours a week. That's no yeah. fun. So it's like, yeah, you can't, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to No. that. It's like, I think the, it's kind of that coming from lack or thinking of the negative. It's like, if you're thinking about how to not traumatize your kid, you're going to traumatize them. You're going to, yeah. it's going to be worse than you wanted. You know, yeah. it's like, but if you're focused on, giving your kid the best life that they can have and, you know, maybe giving more than what you had and trying to do that sort of thing. It, it's going to end up a little bit better, I think, because you're mm-hmm. not running away from something. You're not coming from lack. You're coming from a, you know, a place of like, I have a lot and I want to be able to give a lot and yeah. do better and do the best that I can. That's and way more. And I hope more... you do even better than I did. I hope, yeah. I hope you do analyze your childhood and go, you did not do good with that. Or I liked how you did that. Or like, I would have tweaked that because that's like evolving with time. Like you should yeah. be better parents than your parents. Well, and that's, that's, it's, that's a way better place to look at it and approach it from of like, I'm going to try to be the best that I can. And hopefully you find the holes in it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rather than like, you know, I had a bad childhood, so I'm going to do everything I can so that you don't have a bad childhood either. Right. It's like, well, now you're just all in the negativity and yeah. weirdness and just all gross. Yeah. Should we eat or do we got to wait a little longer? We got to wait a little bit, but I think it's probably a good time to wrap, wrap it, it up, up and whatnot because we're going to eat and I don't think anybody wants to see that on camera. I don't know why. I feel like we like, oh, we're just going to do this all night because like in such a casual space. Yeah. I'm well, like, well, just we're like, not going to stop talking, so why would we not record it? Well, and this is what we do. Like, this is how dinner usually goes. Well, I, that's why, like, I kind of like this, like, Chaos in the Kitchen You idea. really like that title and name, don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can tell when you do because, like, you just start making it be that thing. <laughs> like, I really love this Chaos in the Kitchen yes, thing. Yes, I do. It's like you just make it. I, oh, I 100% do that. Notice I, there's no conversation. Is this is what we should title it or this is what it is now. 100%. What was something I did that recently with? I like I just started calling something the wrong thing. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah, like another one of those like we're not like putting on this conversation because it's the podcast. Like this is a hundred percent a conversation we would be having yeah. if the, this wasn't on. Yeah. So it's cool to just like, this is who we are. This is yeah. what we're about. Yeah. This is this how is we operate. dinner with us. Anything else you want to say? <clears throat> Let us know if you like the setup. <laughs> yeah. This one was fun. I would do this again. Yeah, it was fun. I like mixing. Uh, maybe this just becomes the podcast. <laughs> I like mixing it up. I like, I think we should do one outside when it's not crazy freaking windy out. I feel um, like it's fun for I'm the just getting, people watching too. Like, yes. And not the same boring thing. And it's like, oh, they're making something or they're walking around or they're, I don't know. They're animals in their real life habitat. <laughs> not just well, sitting I, in a chair. I, I like when people mix it up and like mix up the scenery. Because it's just like yeah. you do kind of 
like see the same thing all the time. And yeah, I feel like maybe you can feel that like when we're getting bored of a space, yeah, just maybe. Like maybe the energy is coming into it and you're feeling that or I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Well, like, and subscribe to the podcast or to the YouTube channel. Follow our Facebook page, the hub fitness, our Instagram at the hub underscore fitness. And thanks for doing dinner with us. We will see you next time.